the sample axis, administered by Boyga Nelson. Yeah, you're listening to the Sample Axis podcast. So where do we begin? Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Sample Axis podcast, our podcast about music history and today's connection to oldies. My name is Guiga Adelia. On the other side, we have Nelson Wenier, an old music connoisseur, so to speak. On this podcast for two years, over many episodes, we have reviewed tons and tons of music and samples, mostly the music. Not as much the samples. The samples are a tiny part of our conversation. But we try to dig in and check some of the most valuable moments in music recording and music history and how old music impacts the new culture. Today is no different. We have a quartet that we will be reviewing. But first, we will try and catch up with what's going on in the music climate in the last couple of weeks. Um, Nelson, was good? Yeah, I'm doing all right. I'm doing great. It's always good to be here again to talk about music. I don't, I don't know why you're hyping me like that, but yeah, it is what it is. I love old school music. Old school music is my life. OG's music is what I listen to. And I love new stuff as well. So I try my best to you know, merge both of them together. And that's why that works great for the podcast because we get to talk about old music and how they have been remade into something new. And sometimes, you know, you just want to hear the story of how some songs are made and the idea uh, behind certain things. But right now, we would be, uh, you know, talking about a quartet that is quite interesting. I don't know whether we're supposed to introduce the quartet immediately, but Nigerian music right now. Nigerian music is doing so well at the moment. Uh, we're in the year of our Lord, uh, 2023, and uh, the music is, is going up and up and up and up. I don't know. I don't know a better way to put it. I mean, the trajectory uh, for the past three years or five, if you think about it, has been wild. Starting from like the whiskey emergence into the global scene with one dance in 2016, and you think about Ye coming out Fire Two before that time by David O. Ye coming out in 2018, and since then, Burner Boy, big ups to him, did not stop. You know, the fire did not reduce. The fire did not act like it was about to go off. It just kept on giving us hits back to back, got a Grammy along the way. Things have been going great and awesome for him. And, you know, all of this that we're talking about is just to, you know, open up nicely what we're going to talk about for the quarter today. The Nigerian music right now is at a space where you create a great sound and you can be catapulted from being a regular act to one of the biggest acts in the world. And... I'm always thinking about CK when I think about this. CK, amazing musician, great guy, great music. I think I've known him for quite a number of years, but he really didn't have that song that hits the airwaves. But then, you know, late in the, I think, 2020, if I'm not mistaken, Love Wanted Thing. Yeah, and then, you know, it just went crazy from there. And that was a song I had even dropped a year before. It went crazy. And after that, it kind of felt like, a domino effect of what I, of what we have been doing for so many years, uh, talking about you know the work done by people like Sam Sultan and his brother in the nineties, uh, Two Faced, Kenneth Ogunbe, all the guys from the time, as well as Tribesmen too. It kind of felt like you know all the work they have been putting in the blocks they have been settling and they have been putting you know, step by step, uh, one by one. It kind of feels like it has gotten to the not the peak because I feel like we might be able to go farther, but now the people that that eating off it are the new acts that do amazing stuff. Afrobeat is 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 wild. 
you go to countries in different parts of the world and you the first thing people say to you whether you're african or nigerian is the fact that your music is so good and you think about it that years ago a lot of people are not listening to nigerian music and here we are now and an artist like ahmed ololade also known as ashake can shut down twenty thousand in the uk in less than two years it's amazing stuff really um i guess you i mean this conversation comes up every every other week so to speak or every other month um we're having a good time and it's a it's a result of many things and i was going to throw the question back to you but before that some of my theories is that maybe we are giving too much credit to to afrobeats right um and i'll explain i just want to play the devil's advocate here um is the music that good maybe not exactly or okay i take that back the music is vibey and engaging is that the only kind of engaging music in the world no techno pop music um what else garage drill there are other kinds of music that are moving and making waves in some quarters r&b is still very very popular country music you'll be surprised taylor swift pop music selling stadiums bad bunny so afrobeat is not all the way up yet but of course compared to where we were 2005 it's all the way up we're making unprecedented money so sometimes it gets blurry we might not be getting the full picture devoid of attachments by that i mean without relativity we may be missing out on some data and some understanding of where we are but from from where we're coming this is uh, miles ahead levels higher now what are the factors migration one digital evolution two and i think the quality of the music of course improved three out of many reasons why afrobeat is where it is today because if it's about the success of nigerian music we can argue that nigerian music in other spheres in other genres african music in other genres are not succeeding like this one so every other musician has to bend tweak their sound to sound like this to appeal to the global audience narcissi makes turned music hip-hop rap music in south africa he got signed is it to def jam now i'm not very sure about that but he, he got signed to a major internationally but i don't know if we can compare the streams of the success to a whiskey and the collaboration with rca in fact that deal i don't think anyone has talked it tiwa did universal adikunle gold is with universal um recently odumudu black got with def jam through native um there are many many others who have deals warner black bones and ck they have a deal with warner music south africa um who else has a good deal maven is planning to you know wants to sell off the business so we are we are seeing unprecedented investments in nigerian and west african african acts generally who can make turned afrobeat music by turns i mean the type you hear from burnout city boys 
So the production, you know, that's a different topic. The production got better. The music got vibier. And that's, I will always say, I'll always refer to Whiskey because of the vision he had from get-go. He knew that Nigerian music was turned to music. And he, along with SARS and Legendary Beats, created that, you know, the blues effect of it on Ojoelegba, the solemn, the subtle, enjoyable music effect, apart from the taunt one. So there is a taunt music that you enjoy with Burner Boy, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there is a subtle one that is very musical, that is uh, that has all the other components of, you know, cool music. And then you can blow that up globally. Now, migration. Migration is at unprecedented levels. And you have Nigerians being a large percentage of the entire black race, Nigerians everywhere. So where you have black people, you have Nigerians. In fact, where you have white people anywhere in the world, you have Nigerians. As long as there are 10 Nigerians in a city, they will turn up the music. And now it's digital. So before I go on a spiral and you know just keep going off, what are your own views as to why the music is turning up? And I, I want to be sure that we're not overrating uh, our level in the world of, you know, in the business of music globally. Well, I think, you know, the approach is always different for everybody. Everybody wants to see from a different point of view and see, you know, something unique from their own point of view as well. Like I said earlier, I did not, you know, stamp it, you know, or, or seal it or write it in stone or stone that Nigerian music is, you know, at its peak. Like you said, there are a couple of things that you can look at and say, oh, yeah, this is not so great. This is not so awesome for all the other parts of music, but it's been a long, it's been a long journey. And that's exactly what I hold on to. And that's why I picked a couple of examples. And I said, a lot of people have been trying to take the music beyond beyond the shores of Nigeria, beyond the shores of Africa. And they did all they could. There was a time where we were emerging with Ghanaian artists just to make our music travel. One of the most important things for Nigerians at some point, for example, when you look at the year 2002, 2003, 2004, the biggest dream was for a Nigerian to get to the Grammys. And although, yes, you know, that might be some weird kind of dream because I don't feel like we should be validated by the Grammys, but at the time, it was the goal. That's where they wanted to get to. That was the plan. And how do we morph our music from what it was at the time? You know, songs like Party Rider uh, by Nice, you remember how amazing the stuff was, you know, well put together. Of course, maybe it wasn't made for the Grammys, but it wanted attention one way or the other. Let's get to other people. And yeah, those kind of songs, they got to some places, but they were not loud enough. And then, you know, Afro beats like the whiskey that the other guys coming around and Afro fusion came around and these guys held it by the neck. I said, we are going to make sure this song transcends the shores of the country. And I think one of the reasons why is because a lot of people are going to, you know, might come at me for this, but I feel like we decided, we stopped being, we stopped conforming to the world. And we just sat down, we took, you know, we took a deep breath. I said, you know what, let's make music for ourselves, by ourselves, the way we want it to be. I don't know whether you understand exactly what I'm saying. So like that idea of, you know what, we're done trying to sound like these people. Let's make music that we will love and to be for us, by us, but they will be forced to want to listen. And yeah, the vibe is amazing. And this is where I was thinking about something yesterday. 
and I said I was going to talk to you about today, guys. It's good I'm talking about it in the podcast for the first time. I feel like while we're doing amazingly well with the music and the artists coming out and being smart, we need to take a moment to appreciate the level which you have reached in terms of production of music in Nigeria. You can go back in time, the ID Kabasas, the top guys of the time, they were trying to push the envelope. They were learning instruments, becoming multi-instrumentalists, just to be able to get that, you know, that rhythm, that vibe, that thing that kind of sticks and is Nigerian. When you hear a Nigerian song, when you hear an African song, I think I'll give it to the Afri- South Africans, they have been doing that for years. But when you hear a Nigerian song, a proper Nigerian song, you can tell from the elements that this was done and put together by a Nigerian. And I think that's what makes us different. Every of our songs, even from this, from R&B to Afrofusion to Afrobeat, all the things we are doing now, even though the other parts of the music are not there yet, you can tell that there's some reorientation of, you know what, we don't care about what the world wants. They want us now, we're going to make our music and we're not going to conform and they will come to us. So I think it was just, you know, when you start to appreciate yourself, that's exactly what happened to the music. Why it is hip is because of the vibe and the production is amazing. Of course, it's not top tier like Mike Dean. It's not on those guys' level like Timbaland. But we have decided that they are not the standard anymore. We are going to make our own stuff. And I think that's exactly what happened. And from there, it picked up. And, you know, the gold that is sampling has brought us to where we are now. Now, let's, let's double-click on who those who we can call the influencers of this generation. And uh, according to our plan to decipher, uh, some of these people go all the way back. So if we look at the generations of musicians, like the conversation today, we will at some point get to high life. Um, Julius Oredola Araba, Jio Araba, one of the first people to put Yoruba music on wax. And that generation, of course, would include uh, the Tunday Nightingales of this world, the IK Dairo of the early 30s or 40s, and it goes all the way back. But that would be later. Those who influenced what we listen to now, I'm sure on this podcast we would have touched on them before. But what are the names that come to mind? Uh, producers, musicians, uh, yeah, you have to go and even, even, even for me, I always like to pick up on the engineers as well. You know, you, you go all the way back and you think about people that worked on on, on records for people like Opi Onyoha, you know, people like um, Onyeka Onwinu. You think about fellas like Adeniro in the engineering room making things pop and happen. Uh, there are a couple of guys that I can't remember right now, but I'm sure as the name comes around, you know, maybe maybe I remember them in my head. The Lijam sisters, they had somebody that worked with them. You know, when they had that deal, um, Briga, I don't know whether I can remember when the Lijabi sisters had that deal with, De- is it Decker? Around, yeah, I can't remember now. Not sure. There was, there was a Nigerian, the Nigerian that was put in charge of the team. For anybody that's listening to this podcast right now, there's no need to worry. You can just go back to the Lijabi sisters episode that we did, you know, a couple of episodes back. We spoke about a producer, in that one as well, you cannot remember every single thing about FIFA. Uh, but but you, you get you get what I'm talking about. Like I didn't know that you think about OJB, ID Kabasa, like I said, MI2 in his elements. Okay, yeah, MI is not big on the 
uh, production, but he did a couple of things as well. Think about all of those guys. Think about JC Jags. Think about, you know, these are the guys even from the recent time. And also, there was a time where people like LD had to sit down in the studio and make music themselves as well. You know, all of these guys, I feel like the moment the producers became, the moment producers became producers and producers alone, we started to get, you know, some sort of vibrant energy. And then the fuse comes around and then people like P Prime and then Blaze, you know, uh, Blaze Beats, uh, Beats by J. Um, um, I think Beats by J. Yeah, Beats by J is the one that passed, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. I still yeah. And um, a couple of other guys, but I, the, the list is endless. But even down to the guys that we like to call in Nigeria, the trenches guys, the guys that make beats for the trenches. You see those guys? Those are the guys mm. that are like, they need to have the spotlight on them once in a while. And I'm not even messing with you. I'm going, I don't know how much you listen to street music, but you need to hear the chaos. I want to give a big shout out to one of the producers too that I know personally that does amazing stuff for Benny SB. Great guy, big guy. I don't know whether I can remember that um, he did um, an album one time and sent it to us that we listened. Yeah. Great guy, he's a yeah. friend of mine. He's like my brother, man. I love that guy. He makes proper music too. You know, so there are a lot of guys, but you see those guys that you, you call the trenches in quotes that are making those music for the DJ DJ Chicken that they like to call uh, DJ Chicken, you know, in the hood. Or those guys that make all those beats for Fogarty. Those are the real guys. Those are the real guys that we should actually pay, you know, proper respect to as well because they don't get us. My theory, theory is um, everybody contributed, right? I mean, it's not even a theory. It, it comes together because it's a lot of work in different spaces. I refer back to um, a particular statement Mr. Easy made in a short documentary he made about one of his projects. And he mentioned that the mushy music economy, or, or we can say, what we call the trenches, the shepherdary music economy can sustain itself. That's where portable came from. The 50,000 naira per night, the 100K for coming to a show and people spray you extra 40K. The, in fact, some of them had started doing big deals in those mushi ikotun carnivals, those area, area, DJ come and play here. So those are small, smaller clusters that are sustainable by themselves. And of course, like you said, everybody is valuable in the grand scheme of things. Now, this conversation about, uh, I quickly want to flip off from it, but before I go, Don Jazzy passed a comment and said, Odumodu Black sounds like what them Baba Fryo and them uh, Daddy Shoki did in 99 2002 and that's true but he's also able to connect over the bridge with the new generation new sounds new production make real music and so there is a link up that's just a, a side comment now for a, a number of productions in 2015 16 thereabouts i don't know i think he was involved in one dance he was involved with beyonce on one of those tracks i i think um so SARS was part of that crossover 
Of course, we won't forget Don Jazzy and the band with the Endowed Remix. Those were some of the early days of the connection. Good music, the, the, the band signing to Good Music with Kanye, dropping Oliver Twist and doing a global movement. So it was always there, but little by little, Americans would want to see what's going on in Africa. And we needed to connect. And as soon as our diaspora population, again, this story also connects to UK because there is the, the immigrant population, the Nigerian, you know, immigrant population in the UK that ha, that is even layered, different generations of immigrants that have continued to, you know, gather. You know, that's where Donjazi and Dibans came from. So that connection to the world that have better infrastructure, better investment. It's an accumulation of 20, 30 years of different pockets of people, clusters of people doing their little bits in their small areas to bring everything together. But of course, the, the man, the, the few people at the helm in 2015, 2016, that really spearheaded this all the way to one dance, Drake, Whiskey, Skepta, Sars, and then those who were around at the time, Kiss Daniel, Ron Town, Tiwa Savage, everybody was doing their bits. But Wiz is the king that really, you know, made this, especially with Made in Lagos. Made in Lagos is a very, very important album, an important moment to the movement because we could have, we could have messed this up in, in, in the pandemic if Wiz wasn't carrying this torch properly. So I think all comes together and I hope nobody takes offense or takes this, you know, a certain way. I feel ways alongside others were important to the movement around 2016 all the way to 2021. And then burnout is now all over strategically with the complete artistry of studio and stage and stadium presence and all that. Now we have a global superstar unprecedented. In fact, when you mention the top three in my books right now, the top three globally, Bad Bunny, Burner Boy, Beyonce, before Drake dropped the album again, and, you know, we can see that he is back upstairs. So, Burner is out there. He's on the level of the biggest of the biggest, unprecedented numbers, stadium numbers. And again, time and chance. If this was 1997 or 2004, Jay-Z and 50 Cent wouldn't let an African boy take over like this. Hip-hop was the rave at the time. Time and chance. Afrobeat is outside. Now, nobody knows what's happening in 10 years' time. That might be drill music. Drill music is popping right now. Drill music. So, drill is coming. Techno music is coming back. Pop music is still here. Country music might be making, making a comeback. Afrobeat is here as well. So, things might change again. Time and chance will give the Torch to another genre in 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 a not so distant time from my you know my little prediction. So I guess that's just about it. We can take your last points on this side and then go to Adekunle Gold and his many flipping. Yeah. So we talk about AGBB. AGBB, that artist that came off um, from um, being the graphics designer uh, to you know the cool guy that was working with Olamide for a while, and all of a sudden. You know, not all of a sudden, through hard work, I beg your pardon, he kind of morphed uh, little by little from becoming that guy that was 
you know, with the team, the uh, YBNL team, and then becoming his, his own artist. And from there on, he's just he's just been amazing all the way. And I feel like there are so many sides of, you know, Adekule Gold. When you think about it now, Big Man is 36 now. And I think about 30 was that first major album that we got from him, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, uh, he started in, I think, uh, yeah, yeah, about 30. Bigger, right? I want I want to be very very sure. I know Shadow was the first jam from him, and I was that released was, uh, in the year 2010, if I'm not mistaken. That was gold. That was a gold album. That was a gold album. For, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you very very much. And uh, it was yeah. a gold album. It started in 2010. 2010 about 2010 there about you know she was doing a lot of stuff. And then story a story of my life. I think he did his own version, uh, which is of course the Shadow that we know became very big and was so cool at the time. I think this was around 2014, if I'm not mistaken. And then Orente came around as well. And he started doing great stuff. I think he, I don't know whether he was nominated here yeah, for um, Most promising, promising Act of the Year category in 2015 by City People Entertainment Awards. Now, looking, about, looking at that eight years down the line, this man has changed his form in different ways. It went from being the beautiful nubia of his generation to and this is with all due respect to david bowie of nigerian music i know it's a lot but there is a lie i can tell you the lie for example we knew that david bowie when he started he wasn't as eccentric he wasn't as loud with his personality he started very cool very calm you know uh, being that guy that was part of the normal usual uh, maybe boy band group stuff like that and he did his music for a while and after a time he morphed from being that you know changed let me use the word change now changed from being that regular guy that was just the singer songwriter a musician to becoming a phenomenon like when you think about david bowie now you're thinking about oh yeah who's that guy you know who's that crazy artist that just went from being so cool looking like paul mccartney in the late 70s and becoming that guy that you put on a level where he's so eccentric, his personality is so loud, you know, and then he becomes probably one of the best musicians of all time, looking at numbers and what he has done. And that's why I kind of put AG Baby as well. And the good thing about AG Baby is that AG Baby is going to continue going. I mean, eight years down the line or nine years down the line, he's making wonderful music. And every time he, he every time there's a transition, you can tell from his albums, like there's something about to happen. I mean, he has five albums right now. We have Gold, about 30, and then he dropped a lot of singles to Afropop Volume 1, which did okay. I loved a couple of songs of that album, but a lot of people would say, yeah, 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 it wasn't the best album. 2022, Catch Me If You Can. Wait, I remember we spoke about this when Catch Me If You Can did ridiculous numbers in terms of marketing. They were so good, ridiculous in a good way so good that they were everywhere you sleep you wake up the first thing i seen is catch me if you can right so it was awesome and that just worked very well for him and then tequila ever after which was released this year and like i said every album that comes out there's a new guy we are seeing and the music keeps getting better and i must say this there are a lot of people that i love when they sample Adekule Gold is one of them. A couple of songs that we really love so much, Shade, Oriente, Pick Off, which I loved. 
a whole lot. And North Alabama was kind of on the ground, but it was a big thing. Only girl with Mologo in 2017. Big ups to that one. Damn Delilah in 2018. Uh, AG Baby, which I really liked actually, in 2020. High Sinner. It is what it is. And then the song that I want to talk about right now. Can I go my way? Uh, yeah, so, so uh, I'm realizing that Kelegwe Megbe is actually not part of an album, it's just a single, is that right? Yeah, was part, like I said, it was a time where we released singles, so yeah, after the young love, before you wake up, uh, those times were singles, yeah. 2019. Um, so, so, um, I'm not, I'm one of those people who I would, would would curse out or abuse on Twitter and say that, um, they they don't want him to change and all that. Not like I don't want him to change, but I, I think is something a little off about it. I appreciate the, the the versatility. I mean, you have to. But the energy we came off of was alternative music, and I remember I think it was Dami Ajayi who said, "Adekunle God was." I think you just mentioned it. It was supposed to be one of the people that would carry the. <laughs> I'm sure if he listens to this, he would not appreciate it because, of course, chant music makes more money. But he was supposed to be, you know, in our minds, he came off as the music writer different from track one, track two. He's still that guy, but he he abandoned what could have been a, a middle ground between Mega Nine Nine and the new generation. I don't think I don't think abandon should be the world. I feel like you you have because you know the world we live in right now. You might have your opinions, but we have to respect how people transition and do whatever they are, they want to do. Absolutely, I absolutely. Think, but it, it I, think, I think I think this is this is my personal view. I think she became more confident in himself. Now, is there that guy, and is there always going to be that guy there? Yes, I think so. I feel like if Adekunegbo wants to make music of gold, and you know, before thirty, he would make that kind of music. I actually think he still makes that kind of music. They just don't make the cuts. You get what I'm saying? You and I know it's not the same. Again, of course, it's not the same. It's not the same. It's not the same. I, I would I like to get like would I like to get a couple of songs like that? Surely, but. The musician is the is the one in charge of his creative so, so uh, you know space. There's nothing wrong with what's going on with him right now. In fact, this is the best version he could have turned out to be. This is the most money he can make from the universal deal and all of that. Passive comment. I might come back to it later, but I don't like this EDM Ujuru that he is doing. If you want to do EDM, do dance music, go and work with Diplo. Or, or Calvin Harris or Sigar Gloren and make actual EDM music. But this quick remix that you do on live, there's the bridge is not is not connecting. I'm sorry to be a hater, but that's just by the way. But the thirteenth element, I think that's the name of his band and what they do. Very well appreciated, but it's still there's no way I won't sound like a hater or a what Yoruba people will call it uh, or something like that. Now, it's not original. That's that's what I'm that's what I'm trying to say. It's not here. It's not there. The band is still Afrobeats. 
and is not alternative. It's not fully, it's different from what a Wiz or Burner would do. I don't know if I'm correct. It's also not the same as what an alternative act would do. It's not Rasha and it's not Wiz. It's a middle ground. So, and then when he wants to make turn to music, he brings in Ama Piano, you know, with the high, that high jam is a, is a stupendous jam, beautiful song, and it turns up everywhere. Um, I just want to be high. But that's, that's Afrobeat. So sometimes you come into the Afrobeat pocket, you do what you want to do, you escape again and go and do R&B, Sina, and then you escape again. You have now totally forgotten you can't really my life, Pablo Alakori. So, so he's been able to find a middle ground. It's a good thing, but I, I'm not sure I'm able to articulate myself well when I say that he has come. <laughs> but, but I get what you're talking about. I don't yeah, yeah, I just don't know how to express it, but he has altered the flow. You know, when you mention Harry Belafonte, you know what he's about. When you mention jazz musicians, you know these are jazz musicians. When you mention um, Pasuma, you know he's, you know Pasuma is a Fuji musician. If he wants, all right. So we're talking about Adikuli Gold and uh, the way he has changed over the years, and it's quite exciting because, like I already said a couple of times uh, earlier in this podcast, a lot of songs have come from him, and um, I think I mentioned a couple of them already that I really like and. The progress of the man himself is quite interesting. He has done Five Star, Mercy, High, Sina. I think for every album, you know, there's something, there's an elevation. So from that, there's there's always one star added. I think at this point, I, I feel like Adekule Gold is like four stars in. Remaining um, one star to make it five. Are we forgetting Afropop Afro Pop Volume 1? No, no, we sp- I spoke about that earlier. I don't know whether you heard me when I was talking about the album. So. That's his initial switch to Afro beat or pop, whatever. Like, bro, just that's not how you started. So, this weird, uh, you know, this is my pivot to Kelebbe So, AG became very braggadocious. It was yabbing anybody who called him you know, who had anything to say about his genre switching. He was just very, very, like, he became this, the personality changed, the hair mm-hmm. changed from Mohawk to braids and all that. It was just a total transformation, you know, jewelry changed. And then his artistic approach, his dressing, everything changed. And um, Kelebbe Megbe is a very beautiful song, right? it's 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 ag baby in his bag of look where i'm at you have to respect me i'm not your mate i don't do what you guys do whether figuratively or literally he was really about that and apart from the content of the song he the production and the musicality of the song is just amazing because you know afro pop afro swing now you know, there's an Afro swing element in that song that's just nice. Rain or shine, money don't buy charisma. I just get my vibe. You know, the flow, the flow, is, just, yeah, the flow is just tight, everything is nice, and there is the Afro Afrocentric background. Uh, you know, you have ladies 
doing this vocalization in the background that's just very nice but at the same time it feels for that's not you originally but i kind of feel like i know it might sound like i'm taking a lot of the side and not being extremely truthful but i feel like nice still has an iota of the old ag baby still centered on being that you know guy that connects with the old people in terms of music that reminds us of like asian asian nigeria in terms of sounds you know in a in a braggadocious way abby that's the word i'll use or it's not different so i think and i think i mean i know there are a couple of songs before but kind of felt like the complete switch if you get what i'm saying it was a song i'm sure he probably didn't feel that way Maybe probably had another song, but I like we just kind of felt like that's that's okay. Yeah, I'm above. I'm above all of that thing that you guys think I am. I'm that guy. Well, well, you're saying that contextually. You're saying that in the context of um the meaning or the intent of the song, what he implies, but the musicality is. I'm also saying that I'm also saying that he was true to his sound still. I mean, it was yeah, morphed to something else, but still the guy's well, sound. Well, I admit that I am I'm probably wrong for the entire, you know, string of my thoughts in this episode, but hear me out. Nossi Alabere, my life. Um, Shade, what other AG Baby song do we know from Adekunu Gold? I am Goldie. Um, there are songs on that album that I'm forgetting. Yeah, I will call. I will call music. About Friends of. That's that's. Walk you, walk you. That's. I think that came. Yeah, that that was part of it. But listen to pick up, pick up. We knew Adeku Orente. Yes, Adekunle Gold had a brand that was Adekunle Gold. There's nothing wrong with the pivot, but you already lost me you lost some of us at that pivot at that junction so not said about that but i agree with you that he may be trying to connect with the old guard but not in the context of music production the sound already changed and then from afro pop he would do afro beats afro beats what's name what's what's the title of that genre that does in mind that get to get the dancehall extension of afro beats that's the type that he did it on Afro Pop Volume One, so he was all over the place, and now he's back with Sina R&B Adekunle Gold, and then you can feel the EDM Adekunle Gold, a lot of evolution going on. But I agree with you. Now connecting back to the old guard, Kelebe Megbe is a highlight song originally by Redola Araba, one of the first musicians to record music in Yoruba language from the old guard. Beautiful song beautiful genre he was a very i would call him radical musician from the way i perceive him i don't know him that much in fact there's not much literature on jo araba online where i try to find uh, there's a particular collection of songs on youtube you find uh, artificial hair and he was critiquing ladies at the time who were all about using artificial hair and not their natural hair and that's just you know, amazing to me because that's, that's, the thing. That, that's the thing. That's valid up, up to today. You need to check out that song. Four minute or three minute song, High Life. It was just passing babes. It was 
you know, speaking on the fact that ladies need to caution themselves from always being artificial with their hair and their cosmetics and all that. And that's that. Caleb Gemegbe is, is a song, a highlight song, pretty simple, has a lady vocalist that from verse one to verse two had a pivot. Verse one was about, I'm older than you. I, I senior you technically, the way we say it. I'm not your mate. If we are eating in the same pot, we're drinking beer together, you know me in the streets, just understand that, yes, we may be on the same streets, but I'm not, I'm not your mate, really. I senior you, which is where I understand you when you say that AG connects to the old guard with those. I think you just picked from the concept of that song. It's just the concept, but the sound is different. And on the flip side, the second verse of that song, by changed the topic from uh, more than you to something you know a little cultural which is about um an advice to take it easy the fact that people are hailing you so i think that's very creative and beautiful because you can flip a melody you can tell a story in a certain melody on verse one and change it in verse two like two face did on it be like say you know you can you can tell different stories on the same melody scheme if you get my point so i just find it interesting and i believe that jo araba is still very revered as one of those pioneers of nigerian popular music of that time which was high life that morphed into what we see and hear every day, even all the way down to Odumutu Black on Hammer Time and you know some Igbo songs that still connect to those to those sounds. So yeah, Jo Araba is a legend. I hope there will be another opportunity to explore his music on this platform. But I really, really enjoy when I go back to high life of those years, cross the Juba, uh Celestine Uku, Nelly Chendu, and all all the musicians of those ages who really, really created amazing stuff. So that's the bit I, I was able to gather from uh, J.O. Araba, Nigerian pioneer, high life Yoruba musician, one of the pioneers, so to speak, whose yeah. music was sampled by Adekule Goro on Kelly Gemegbe. Yeah, I, I really wish uh, we had more time to actually, you know, delve into J.O. Araba and his music, because I feel like a lot of people do not know how important some artists were from i'm sure a lot of people would hear the name joe araba and be like who exactly is this or uh you know where's this name coming from and then you realize that as you connect you know some of the best songs you have heard over time come from some of these men and these guys have been here these men have been here making music from as early as the 1920s that's how crazy it is and you just think about it and say there's a lot of history there's a lot of things that should be said on some certain things. And I'm happy that this is one of the first, uh, this was, you know, first part of the quartet that we are going to talk about today. Jo Araba, like uh, Goyega said, now uh, we're going to switch up from Jo Araba and Adekule Gold with Kelegwe Megwe. Yes, the name of both songs, Kelegwe Megwe, stuck to it. Now I'm going to switch up to Mr. Money with the Vibes right now, where he sampled SAB on the first song of the album, or Mr. Money with the Vibes, Door, the song, Okay, I'm Bad. Now, before I delve into this completely, 
I'm sure that's because we would not spend too much time on this, being that the sample is very short. I just really need to talk about this. Guega, Ashake, and his trajectory for the past one and a half years. What exactly you have do you feel? Yeah, you have to respect it. And it comes with the technology. Ashake trajectory in the last two years. I mean, Ashake and Odumodu and, and the rest of them, Victoni, all of them, they are the they are the reapers of the of the fruits that that have been sown. Or maybe that's not the way to put it. It's just the way life is now. Bro, we have millennials, we have Gen Zs, we have young people in their twenties making thousands of dollars monthly by coding, by being data analysts. These things were not possible in 1985. You were probably a banker in Lagos and you were earning like 25K at the time. And that was good money. That was, that's probably like 10 million now. But, but, but now we have this internet that opens the world to impossible things, things that were not possible 25 years ago. So Ashake is a, I don't want to take it away from him that he's super talented, but he's not the first super talented artist. Throwback to artists like Kwamwan, King Sonyadi, Ebenezer Obe, some of them were able to reap a lot. You know, you would hear the stories of good good money. Yeah, Majek Fasek was supposed to sign a deal worth $1 million or more. So those, those funds were out there at the time. But now you have unbelievable money, bro. You have money that you, you earn doing less. You don't need to print CDs, bro. You don't need to print vinyls. You just have to be in your room. With the, there's no need to have a sophisticated studio set somewhere in Lagos. You don't need to travel. Just be on the road and record 10 songs. And there is 1 million people. In fact, one, what am I saying? 1 billion people across the world who can receive your music if you have the machinery to distribute properly. And they will pay you on a monthly basis for streaming your music. So we are in an era that is unprecedented. And God help you, your music resonates more than just a regular 10 minutes or two days. Ashake's music is a lifestyle. Modashoebi for my country. Ashake is a, is a state. It's not just a statement. It's an enigma now. It's a figure, to especially in Nigerians in diaspora. I don't know why that is so particular. Nigerians in London, in America, across the world can connect to the boy on a different level. So Ashake is enjoying massive success of an infrastructure that has been built by technologists all the way from Napster to Apple Music to Spotify. You know, technology has opened up space such that with, it, with the right amount of money, you can connect and go viral and distribute and retain your audience for your next album. So yes, Ashake in the last two years from the first album, Mr. Money with the Vibe to the second one. So Mr. Money with the Vibe is just a cohesive 10 track, 12 track album that is just beautiful to go through and then again the code two two minutes let your song not go past two minutes or two minutes 25 seconds so that in 30 minutes the entire album is exhausted and you want to come back so it's like a drug it keeps calling you after you in fact when you open your again we go to attention engineers you, you see that i'm talking more about uh, uh technology than ashake himself because technology is the game changer here not the artist there there has never been a generation that is lacking in artistry or, or artists 
Majek Pashay is not doing half of what Majek represented spiritually, musically. But imagine Majek Pashek had sent down the rain today, or beware, or, or Majek Pashek in New York, or ghetto today. That's madness. So technology is the game changer. That's why Odumodu can drop an album and two million streams in two weeks across the world. It's not just the Nigerian audience. At the same time, without traveling, you are connecting to one billion people at a time. And God help you, they really like the song. They'll come back and stream. So that's the caveat. That's the cheat code. But Asake connects to the Yoruba young folk. He speaks their language. He motivates them. Lonely at the top. Uh, great guy. Baskia. Um, Olon. Um, um, those songs that, that would inspire you to work harder, like Dangote by Brenner Boy, those songs, especially when you now nuance them up with Yoruba phrases and, and, and sentences, that it, and then we have a Yoruba renaissance that is globally, that is taking shape globally now. And then you can see that Nigerians who have lived in the US and the UK, who live abroad, just find that you know, enjoyable, not just the Yoruba component. There is also the musicality. The music is sweet. The music is banging. If you listen to Ashake in speakers, you can hear the log drums banging. Majestics is also a part of this success story. Majestics was the build-up from, from Omokwe to, to Peace Be Unto You to Terminator to the album, Mr. Money with the Vibe, which will now go back to the doll song that started you know, the song Door that started the album MMT WV. Solid album, maybe not so, so sorry, it's actually a solid album, but it's a very cohesive, enjoyable album. Many bangers on that album. Uh, it keeps calling you back. But Doll, let's let's hop on Doll. Doll is such a prophetic song. He said, Look, I've been I've been in the trenches for long. Just I want to assure you that. You will always hear from me. I won't do this. This one that I've, that I've entered this fame, and I have found someone who would help my story. How come I have not mentioned Olamide in the whole in this entire conversation? Olamide is the game changer. Is the plug. So finds a talent, then gives him the, the the push to be able to connect to Empire and the rest of the world, distribute your music, and and we have what we have. The rest is history now. Doll is to tell you that now that I have the plug, it's like my personal story now. I've been struggling for how many years, and a certain agency says, Boyega, we want to offer you this for you to study this. It will be stupid for me to be dull. That's a personal story, but that's on everybody else. Live, 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 live. If you have lived on, you know, whatever amount all your life and you know what the trenches is like you know you are not going to if you if you if you slow down it's 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 like what are you doing bro so that song is a prophetic statement to say look i'm going to be here for a long time i swear to you i won't be dumb if it's music don't worry you'll hear from me if it's the artistry the performance i'll be outside so yeah and then it taps into the the sab energy which is you know goes back to the Yoruba essence. So I'll let you take it up from here. Yeah, thank you very much, Greg. I feel like Greg has done enough. 
in terms of talking about this. I'm happy that I'm not the one that spoke about Ashake like this because I, I, I do connect to, to an extent when I, like I was, I was always trying to understand why people, you know, from diaspora would want to listen to Ashake songs a lot, but I, I love the vibe, I love the energy and I understand to an extent, you know, why, because, you know, it just reminds them that they're Nigerians. I think, and that's what I was talking about, you know, in the early parts of this pod where I was saying that when you do songs that are completely Nigerian, it's easy to attach yourself to it. And I think that's why people like Majek Fashek had a good run. That's why people like, you know, King Sonny Ade was appearing on TV shows, even though the diaspora that were loving him at the time were smaller than they are now because of internet, uh, because of other people that have actually made things happen. You just love the fact that these guys are true to being Nigerian. There's no, there's no, you know, fake, there's no fakeness whatsoever. They're completely true. I mean, when you start, the beginning of an album that is meant to be like a global album and you say okiagba you know you start you start with speaking yoruba you start with speaking yoruba and you are you are sure of yourself okiagba nimogun abi am i correct boyega okiagba correct and he's also saying that to the top 4 or top 5 yeah kid at the video at the boy wa you know that when uh, SAB, SAB started making music around nine, nine years old, so it is a normal thing in Yoruba music or in Yoruba culture, when you want to step into, I'll share another personal story now, sorry to take time, if, when you want to step into a new position or a, a new aura, you have to acknowledge your elders, the people who have walked that path before you came. So as a presenter or as a broadcaster, you have to say, when you want to start a live play, you have to pay homage to the elders and say, now that I've paid homage, I pray that you people will be with me and allow me to flourish. Otherwise, they can press you, they can step on you and crush you if you don't pay homage. Yeah, true. So, like, I think, you know, that was, that was just the perfect way to tell you that this man understands the Nigerian culture of music because that's exactly what he did there. You know, pay tribute to all those that have been there before him. And he was telling them directly, I'm here now, please don't make me fall and do whatever it is that you can help me with so that I can actually stay here. And don't worry, on my part, I am not going to door. I'm going to remain, you know, steadfast. and Just be there and make sure that things happen. And I loved the fact that he picked off from Alhaji, uh, Chief Sikoro, Indian Barista, and this Fuji Londoners at the time, because you think about it, this was a song that was released in 1980. And uh, I had a problem with actually pinpointing the day because I know in the song, in that particular album, we started with Okiagba. In fact, the entire side A was the Okiagba song that had 34 minutes. And he just went on and on and on. And he was talking about, you know, things that he talked about all the people that came before him and people that he met, you know, you know, along till that point. And he spoke a lot about 1976, which is probably a year that we're going to have to talk about at some point. I hope Benguega and I remember because we have so many things to talk about. I will pick them piece for piece. Uh, but we'll try our possible best to do that. Uh, Salubat Animo was also um, a song of that album. 
uh, a couple of uh, you know songs as well as I, I did I, I don't know this and this Achoke song too that was also in that album, the side B. And the wonderful thing is that this album is still being sold at the moment. I mean, currently it's going for about 28 euros or thereabouts. Uh going again, I'm just telling you, maybe you want to buy the album for 28 euros uh for the viral record and uh, digital sales is about maybe I think between five to nine euros, five or ten euros thereabouts. So <laughs> it's still being sold. Uh, right now, I think the last time it was sold was 24th of September online, because from what I'm looking at right now. So I'm still saying that, you know, it's, it's still like, it's still out there for the market. It was distributed by uh, Phono Disc, Nigeria Limited at the time. The engineer in charge was Mr. Karadi Salami. So we are talking about SAB before, so I wouldn't talk too much because SAB is, you know, is the, it's probably you should put it out there as the parallel of Fuji. You know, when we spoke about Fuji Garbage in the early parts of the pod, we spoke a whole lot about him. But let's quickly go back to Ashake's first album, Doll. After Doll, Terminator came in, organized, Peace Be Unto You, Dupe, Mushe, then you have Johan, Zaza, Ototo, which is an amazing jam. I love that song so much. Uh, Reason, Sumomi, and Baby Sumomi, and then somebody Remix was part of that. But you know what? Something I want to talk about before we actually switch off from all of this. Maybe just talk a little bit about some of the stats that he, you know, brought into the limelight. Post Nigeria actually gave it an 8.8 out of 10, that particular album. Uh, the, the album had like an impressive uh, first week in the United Kingdom uh, for certain reasons. The United Kingdom people love the Nigerian music to the core. Uh, the, project, the project actually picked at number one in 26 countries on Apple Music chart, including six European countries, the European countries I cannot remember now, but I know uh, it also peaked in the US Billboard 200, which was probably the first time the Nigerian artist's first album, you know, will get to that level. Nigerian Stumptable album was number one, Street Pop album number one, and the UK albums of the year, after the end of the year, was number 22. So for it to tell you how much of a work that he put into this, and I just love everything about this particular album. Even though the album is not, the normal length of the album we're used to, because it's like 30 minutes, 14 seconds, for an album, which for an OG like me, in ter- when I mean OG, I mean like old head, you know, like me listening to old school music, it's just, it's quite short, but great stuff put by the man. And then he, you know, he returned with a sophomore album. He broke the sophomore album course that is in Nigeria. But I knew I'm going to touch on that later. But Doll is an amazing way to start an album. And I think Goyega already helped us out with that. And he took it off. Okay, Agba, Sikurai, Aindi Barista. We're just going to leave it like here today because it's quick, it's, it's hot as it is right now. But we'll be back again, of course, sometime to talk about all of this. Uh, for the producer for Doll, I mean, we already know who that is, Majestics, amazing guy, so happy for him. He has been around for a long, long, long time. And he's finally getting his flowers probably one of the best if not the best at the moment because he still had a hand even though it wasn't the one that handled the full second album he did major you know majority of the album uh Gwega, what do you have to say about uh this quarter that's just a bit because we have treated sab a number of times there will still be more in the future but i want to go back to jor and acknowledge a man by the name oyeshiku who was his partner in music at the time um also his band was known as J.O. Araba and his Afro Skifo. That's funny because Skifo here is spelled S-K-I-F-F-L-E. J-O Araba and his Afro Skifo. 
the the collection of songs that has um this particular song featured i'm just going to reel out tracks that i included here the evergreen tunes of joe araba 1922 to 1981 volume one artificial hair money love easy motion tourists already repeated featuring oyeshiku uh kwami fuja turaka lumumba tiku I'm guessing this is the African leader, uh, probably Patrice Lumumba or another Lumumba, Azikwe Governor General, Azikwe Governor General, that's the Yoruba pronunciation, Jesu Christi Oba, that's Oyeshiku Andaraba, Baby Awa, Yabonsa, Oyeshiku Andaraba, Ogbaya Oya, that's also from the collection of songs. So those are some of the songs by J. Waraba that you know we can lay hands on we can talk about that's a legacy to be preserved i'm sure sometimes in the future the way adequately gold has gone to pick a little bit of and just to speak on speak on the parts that that was featured it's just in fact the tune is not the melody is not the same the the melody or the flow changed from high life world flow slow flow to something more hip and pop and that's Afro pop. You know, different directions, but still the same concept. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah that, that, that's about it for me. Uh, production credits, I think. Thanks, success, the problem kit. Yeah, oh, so, that makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. I think yeah. I would believe that's it. That's the go-to guy. Yeah, that makes sense. Let's work a lot with files and, you know, we see the amazing stuff they did. Yeah, all right. That's all we are going to be taking for this particular episode. We are going to be back three and surely. Big shout-out to everybody that is making wonderful music. Big shout-out to everybody that is still touching something from the past and the present and something that is, you know, putting stuff together to make things work. It's amazing. We love it. And I really hope at some point we can squeeze in some time to talk about Bernard Boy's new album, if the chance oh, yeah. you know, rises, we will talk about the album. Mm, and um, yeah, uh, and the, the new member of the team, yeah, uh, yeah, big shout out, big shout out, big shout out, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, we out.